I'm Alexis Edwards, and this is Seeds of Expansion podcast. This podcast focuses on living life with expansion as your natural state. We will be exploring all sorts of experiences from the mystical to the mundane, helping you live in your expansion to allow these seeds, these little percolations, these little nuggets and invitations to you, whether they're exercises or new pieces of information or old pieces of information in a new way. We hope that it honors you tuning into expansion as your natural state. This podcast is brought to you by the Expansion Principle Institute and the Expansion Principle Practitioner Training. I love you and enjoy. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Alexis Edwards. I am the founder of this group, Healing Alchemist. I'm also the founder and channel of Expansion Principle Energy Healing Technology, which is an ascension modality. Um, I am formerly a doctor of Chinese medicine. I am since retired. I studied for many years and practiced with thousands of people for um, about a decade. I now focus primarily on mentorship and courses and programs and helping people with energetic ascension, with understanding our 3D experience and reality, and while also being aware of our ascension, uh, being aware of our expansion and tuning into expansion as our natural state. Hello, Sarah. Pleased to see you. So what we're going to talk about today is money. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about value. We're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about exchange. We're going to talk about gratitude and love and joy and appreciation and growth and expansion and all of these things being renewable resources. And when we interact with our environment and interact with energetics as renewable resources rather than finite resources, this is part of where we start to change our minds and our minds get on board with the concept of going beyond scarcity. When things are static, when something can always be used up, we enter into a, a state of scarcity and we actually become, often we become poorer stewards of whatever the thing is. Um, sometimes what happens is we'll stick our head in the sand and we'll ignore, right? And like either regardless or we'll hoard or there's so many things and like um, it will cut us off. Scarcity will always cut us off from our natural flow and state of expansion. You cannot be in a state of scarcity and also be tuned into your natural state of expansion. It isn't possible. The two things don't um, correlate with one another. And so we can be aware of our financial reality. And so all of us have a different experience with money. We have a different experience of financial reality. We all have different dollar amounts in our bank accounts. We have a different um, way in which we generate money in which it flows through us. Um, and, and so one of the things that we're gonna talk about today as well is like being a conduit for all of this because we are and it's really relevant to what I have going on right now I am currently one of the things that we're offering right now it was a mystery offer. It is now called Conduit. We're aware of that. There's more and more pieces dropping in, more information. Um, being a conduit, it's not just a matter of like, oh, I want to be a conduit. How do I become a conduit? You are a conduit. This human experience is one of being a conduit for experience, for all of these things that I 
indicated before that I shared and expressed before, you know, one of money, of gratitude, of love, of joy, right? And can we hold that? Can we, do we have the tensile strength to allow these experiences through us? Do we have the tensile strength um, to absorb and to appreciate what we are experiencing moment to moment? And so I'm going back to money for a second and just, I'd, I'd like for people to chat a little bit about where you are at, like what is your um, experience of money? Do you have a relationship with money? Is that something that you, that resonates for you? The fact that there is a relationship with money? Um, what are your thoughts on it? What did you just tell me a little bit about that stuff? Cause I'd love to hear it. And I feel like money is one of those things that it's an ever evolving thing. Many years ago, when I first started sharing the expansion principle, I actually probably before that, I've always had an awareness as a practitioner when I was a little girl, all I wanted was to help people. And as I grew up and I realized that part of the way the world works is that there's an exchange and there's monetary necessities in order to live, essentially. Um, it's a society and culture that we live in is to exchange money, um, which is just a representation of a resource for other resources. That's it. It's just an exchange. And so with that, I, I become became aware that the way that I relate to money and the way that I experience it and the way that I um, yeah, relate with it and to it mattered. If I wasn't able to hold, if I didn't become aware of my how much I'm able to hold, how much I'm able to be a conduit for, how much I'm comfortable um, expanding into receiving and flowing and outflowing and inflowing, um, that would greatly impact the number of people that I was able to help. I know the energetics of things, like th these things really matter. If we can't hold lots of exchange, we will be greatly diminished in our ability to help people, period. And so essentially I started playing and working with this understanding of money and like really becoming aware like I needed to know how am I exchanging with money? What are my thoughts? What are my beliefs with money? And I've been working on this really consciously actively for about five years so I've become aware of the way others you know um relate with money and what I have found as an entrepreneur some one of the things that I talk about sometimes is being an accidental entrepreneur and the reason why I'm an accidental entrepreneur is there isn't exactly um a want ad <laughs> with my job description. I had to do the things that I do in the world. I had to just do them. And that meant entrepreneurship. It meant that I had a business. It meant that I offered things and people um, then paid for those things. Now, I have an awareness of, of what I offer and like the way in which I exchange with people is of high value. And I was asked this morning in the group if um, I felt an offering was pricey. And the answer to that question is no, I, I didn't think it was pricey, particularly if we're looking at the exchange of something in terms of is there a value there, right? So to say, I would like, I'm going to sell you this card for a million dollars. You can have this one card for a million dollars. 
for me, in my perspective and my point of view, I, I don't see the value exchange for that. So I wouldn't ever ask for that because I don't, I don't see it. Now, someone else could see the value and have that exchange and do that. And that's perfectly fine. So for those of us who are having exchange, so this is going to be, I mean, really anything, because even if you um, are an employee, you still need to see like your value exchange. Because why is it like, let's say, let's choose like a therapy field. And why is it that this therapist makes X amount of money and this therapist makes two times as much money and this th third therapist over here makes three times as much money? There's a lot of things to it. And part of it is the energetics of relationship that each individual has with money and the value in which they're able to tune into and denote and have that exchange with, right? And so, again, this could be any field. We're just using therapy as an example. And so you have these three therapists that make three different amounts of money. And it's easy, like we can, our minds may say, well, what if they're in different, you know, physical geographic locations? What if they have different um, levels of education? All of these things. And a lot of times it isn't about that. But energetically, each individual was able to become aware of a position that matched the value exchange that they believe is correct for them for what they do so this isn't just entrepreneurship this is everything we will find a job that matches the value exchange and this is where understanding our value and our value exchange is really important and if we're in a place where we don't understand our value exchange then putting our beliefs on someone else and denoting and wanting them to conform to what we say well i don't i don't have a high level of value exchange just because of um, trauma and whatever it is right um, I think that you shouldn't either. I shouldn't, don't think that you should have that level of value exchange. That's not right. You should receive less money. That's too much. That's not a correct exchange for you. It isn't our place to tell anyone. It's sort of like if we told someone, your husband loves you too much. Like that's way too much. Mine doesn't love me that much. That's too much. He, you need to like do something about that because I feel like that's way too much love exchange. <laughs> we would never do that. We would never do that what perhaps might happen is, you know, we could notice like, oh, that's really beautiful. I wish I had that or covet it. Like, oh, she must, the right? Why? Because we're uncomfortable because we don't understand when different people have a different value exchange, um, awareness and uh, acceptable rate. Instead of using it as a template for ourselves, instead of using it as an example of like, wow, like look what I'm able to, look what's possible. Instead of saying, well, that's not right. We say, well, you're way too happy. You're way too happy. That can't possibly. Instead of saying, wow, look at how much joy exudes from that person. What is that about? That's amazing. Instead say, nope, you're too happy. Don't you think that's a little too much happiness? I think we should change that. That's too much exchange. Like I just, you know, what if you brought somebody a pie? What if you brought somebody a pie and they're like, it's, they're like going crazy and they're so excited. They're so grateful. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about pie for weeks and I don't know how to make pie. I didn't have time to make pie. I love pie. And I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be so delicious to have a, an amazing pie? And here you come to my door and here you have pie. Like, I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I appreciate you so much. Here, let me get you some flowers from my garden. I just can't believe you brought me the pie that I've been wanting. Would we then say that is way too much excitement and joy and gratitude? I think I need to turn around. I don't know that I can give you this pie anymore because that's just, that's a little too much. That's just you know, 
What if you have a friend who always does that? Would be like, I don't think I can interact with them. That's just too much excitement. It's too much joy. It's too much. I can't hold that. Now we do that. I, I made it in an absurd way, but we do do that. And so this is an invitation for you to look at like, where are you doing that? Where are you truncating how much you're able to receive? Again, this comes back to like being a conduit. How much of a conduit are you allowing yourself to be? How much flow do you allow through um, your experience? Whether that's monetary, whether that's gratitude, love, joy, appreciation, growth, like expansion, like whatever exchange is occurring. Like physical money dollars is just one form of exchange. Like love is a form of exchange. Gratitude is a form of exchange. These are all forms of exchange. And would we say it's too much? <laughs> that's a little too pricey. Like that's too much. No, right? Okay, let's see. Um, yeah, still exploring money exchange. I'm reading one of the comments now. Doing the inner work. Yeah, and any resistance, you're moving forward. Yep. Yeah, so that's really beautiful. Like when we desire something that someone's offering, this is a really interesting concept. So affordability, let's talk about affordability for a second. So we can think like, oh, I can't afford that. And I found this, it's really fascinating to me because I money is just so phenomenally interesting to me. And the way in, pe way, the way in which people interact with it and what is a lot and what isn't a lot and people's forms of interacting. So for me, if a person tells me they do not have money, that means that to me, that means they do not have money. There's no money in the bank account. In any bank account, there is not money in the house, there's not cash, there's not gold they can sell, there is not money. Now someone else can say that they do not have money and what they mean is that they don't wanna to touch their savings. It can mean that they don't wanna sell their belongings, their valuables. It can, so I found it really fascinating. It can be that, you know, they like to keep $100,000 in the savings, which is fine. Every person is allowed to have whatever it is that they're, you know, but we need to be aware of like that these are our own filtrations and it doesn't all mean the same thing. And so um, when there's something that we desire to have, but we're not in a space where we can allow a certain exchange, this happens all of the time where we can't allow an exchange. Either we can't be a conduit for the experience that we'll be receiving, this happens often. I see this with the expansion principle modality, like training and stuff, I see this all the time. Um, that it's just not possible, like they can have the physical resources, but they, they can't be a conduit for what they're gonna be receiving. And so it's really easy to flip that around. So that's an invitation for all of you too, is look at, are you able to receive what it is that you desire to have? And is your resistance to wanting to have the exchange not about um, allowing the money out, but really about allowing the transformation in? It's another thing to think about. Yeah, and it doesn't have to do with, it, right? Yeah, and it doesn't have to, so if when we don't, when we're not comfortable paying somebody's rate, it doesn't have to do with you not valuing somebody's help or service. But I do think sometimes this is an invitation to play with, like, can you be a conduit for your transformation? Can you allow that level of transformation? Sometimes that's what it is about. Um, 
Oh yeah, we're actually sending emails this weekend um, with all of the details and we're gonna be starting. So one of the, the details is there, it is a heavy one-to-one component to it and there will be like mini calls over the course of about five weeks and so you'll be getting the email and and I can actually boxer you um, Marla and let you know how it works but um, yeah the email is being composed now um, there was a few details that I needed that weren't quite matching up and so I was just waiting but this weekend it's gonna go out um, which means conduit offer right now is at 888 because we have um, nope didn't miss anything. Yeah. And that's what's really fun is that you don't have to be a certain time or place or anything like that for the conduit offer. It's going to be based on your own schedule. Um, I, of course, like there's going to be a certain day of the week that I offer the opportunity to have the calls um, and to have the exchange, but um, it's it's pretty flexible with people's schedule. Um and we have the structure already. And so anyway, that's going out this weekend. So if you want to join that, um, I think we'll be at 888 exchange through like Monday or so. Um, you can do a payment plan on it. That is something that's possible. And yeah. So I absolutely love the fact that this came up. And Something that I find is really important and helpful is for us to operate in our own correctness and for us to be aware of the meanings that we put to things and, you know, okay, so put a little context here is I am a generator in human design. Human design is a, uh, it's a science essentially of who we are and it's based on our day and time of birth. We can pull up a chart. Um, I've been in my experiment, which is what they call it when you engage with the information within your human design and apply it in your life. Um, I've been in my experiment about five years. I know how to read charts. I, all of the, that sort of thing, which will, that is part of conduit. That's going to be part of conduit. Um, and so as a generator, my strategy is to respond and my authority is sacral. So I know uh uh uh-huh, in my body if something's for me or not. So when a stimuli comes up, it's there for me to respond to. Do I want to respond to this? Do I want to say something about this? And so when I had the beautiful question this morning of, do I think this is pricey? It was so fantastic. Because no, (laughs) I didn't think it was pricey. I actually think that this offer is crazy amazing. Um, I really do think it's crazy amazing. And interestingly, Conduit is about um, being able to have a greater capacity and flow for money. So it's kind of interesting that the question was posed. And so for me, part of my being in my correctness is then responding like, ooh, I have things to say about this. And so that's where we are at right now is talking about um, all of these things is our value exchange and the pricing. So we all price our exchange. And so even if we're not an entrepreneur, even if you're not selling things, you always price things. We do. And there is nothing wrong with that. And so when, like, for example, when we're in relationships and we feel like we're paying much more attention to a partner 
than they pay to us. And we feel like it's uneven. Like we have engaged in a pricing exchange. We know what our price is, right? And it doesn't mean like mon money, like they have to take you to a certain number of dinners or anything like that, or like pay you money to be in a relationship with you. We're not talking about that. It's like, we have a pricing. We always have a price, right? There's an exchange that's occurring. Um, when I was young and my dad still says this, but I, I remember it, especially when I was young and growing up. And like I said, he says this even now is that there's always a cost. There's a cost to everything. And I, I don't like the heaviness of the cost thing. Um, I don't know why. I, I don't know why in my body that doesn't feel, doesn't feel good. And so I don't engage with that line of thought. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of scarcity, like there is a non-renewability. There's um, a set point, like there's only so much. And I just don't, that's not like, I believe in expansion as my natural state. I believe that they're in the renewability of energetic resources and everything is an energetic resource. And so, but I, it's not so much the cost, but there's a price, there's an exchange. What it, what am I pricing my exchange at? Right. Um, here, like I'm here sharing this information with you and the exchanges that you're chatting with me and we'll probably put this on the podcast. So hi, podcast listeners, um, you know, and your time sitting and listening to my words that I'm offering, like that's an exchange in this case, like that's the price exchange that I'm, that I've set. And that's beautiful and that's okay. So it doesn't always have to be like a monetary, this is the dollar amount. Um, within business and business exchanges, this idea of like how much value do you offer um, within marketing, right? So like you have to give a certain number of, of or a certain amount of value in order for people to pay attention to you. And then you, then you can like tell them what you're selling. And then, and it's like, it's all bullshit because I mean, really, there's always an exchange. There's always an exchange. Like what is the exchange that feels, you know, you inherently have value. And so what is it that you're engaging with? What is it that's comfortable for you to have that? And it isn't up to anyone except for yourself. And noticing where there's stickiness, whether that it's in like money, like how much you're willing to exchange, um, you know, with money, it's really interesting. We can cause stagnation within money because of scarcity. You know, we can be in a state of scarcity and have a tremendous dollar amount um, by some standards. And again, like we talked about a few minutes ago, like everybody has a thought process of, of what denotes a lot of money, what denotes a little bit of money. And sometimes it has to do with context. So over in um, my Instagram, I asked a question of what's a lot? What do you consider to be a lot of money? Um, what do you consider to be an affordable amount of money? And in asking you those questions, do you feel like you need more information? Do you need like you need to know? Well, but for what? because it's not static. It depends what it's for. So I can say, well, like a hundred dollars feels like a lot of money. And it's like, well, I got this $5,000 2022 GMC, whatever truck for a hundred bucks. Well, that wouldn't be a lot of money for that truck, right? So it's looking at what are the exchanges and for what, and that we are making a lot of this. Now, the next layer of this conversation is that with exchange because each individual is the one who denotes and calculates and sets 
what sort of exchanges, and we don't really know that all the time, we're really susceptible to programming within society for society to tell us what is acceptable exchange, what is acceptable pricing, like the market setting the price. And part of what that is has to do with like, there is a programming that's possible. There is a control mechanism that's possible. There's a lot of control within our society of people on, on scarcity specifically, and that money is a non-renewable resource, which I find to be patently false. False. It always comes. Money always comes. Money's not even really real. <laughs> it's a methods of, of exchange. Can we imagine if we said, well, there's only a certain number of love, and then that's it. Love is energy. Money is energy, you guys. It's energy. It's vibrational. You're vibrational. You're not even physical. You think you're physical, but you're not, right? And so these things are like really, really deeply important because when you start to recognize like, oh, expansion isn't my natural state and like starting to play with that, and like what that means and that all resources are renewable, we're no longer trapped by scarcity um, programming. And if we're not susceptible to scarcity and, and you know, the, the poverty programming, it doesn't mean that our physical reality will change like in an instant. And sometimes it doesn't. And I'm the first one to say like my physical ra reality, um, my bank account does not match what I feel my bank account should be, like what would feel the most um, safe and, and comfortable. It doesn't. But I'm also able to know that these things are still real. I'm still able to know that there's always a flow. And so holding multiple realities, right? And being aware that our society does try and control us by telling us that it's acceptable to go on someone's page and say, do you think that's kind of pricey? <laughs> because it's not. I wouldn't go to your home and tell you, you love your husband too much, not, or your wife or your whomever. You love your kids too much. Nope, too much love. You got to crank it down. Nope, crank it down even further. That's not a correct exchange. It's up to us to decide. We get, you know, people talk about breaking free from the matrix and all this stuff. And it gets to be as simple as just recognizing like all resources are renewable. Energy is renewable. One of the things that I used to think about when I was a kid in terms of um, science, like I really loved that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Hmm. Expansion, expansion, expansion. It does. Energy is renewable. Energy is renewable and it's created and it continues to expand. If this is true, what else is true in your life? If expansion is your natural state, if all resources are renewable, how does that change the choices that you make? How does that change the choices that we make? Yes, we give all things the value. We assign the value, absolutely. We assign the value of something and it isn't up to me to decide that that value exchange that somebody feels cor is correct is not correct. It isn't up to me. But what I will say is it's really important to look at, but I may notice, right, that, that somebody's in a scarcity thought form of, of exchange and we don't need to be in that. We don't need to be in scarcity. Scarcity creates stagnation. Stagnation creates black holes. Black holes create energy that can be harvested and used to not good ends. This is the truth. This is the truth. 
okay? We don't need to be in those states. We don't have to do that. We don't have to buy into this idea that there isn't enough. It isn't factual. It's not vibrationally true. We can feel it in your body. Does it feel vibrationally true that there's like a set amount of anything and that's it. When it's done, it's done and you're screwed. Does that feel vibrationally true in your body? Because I know in mine, it does not. And we're fed this line that it's real and that it's true. And then we like operate in the societies and like we kill people and fight people and like take away and we, you know, make them wrong for creating a business where they're making money. You know, I've been reading a lot over the last 10 days. I read a lot in general, but and one of the things, one of the things that I'm absorbing over the last two days, I've been reading some Joe Vitale, which I'd kind of been like about and then I'm reading it and I'm just really impressed with him as a human. And one of the things he talks about is that Disney, <coughs> excuse me, Walt Disney spoke about how he wanted to make lots of money making movies so that he could make more movies. And so Joe says he wants to make lots of money writing his books so he can write more books. Our society, our programming, like my programming bristles. It's like, oh, interesting. Like I can see the residuals of it there. And you know what? Yes, I would like to make lots of money from my work from the programs that I offer, from the courses, from the mentorship, from the coaching, from the, you know, EP, from all of the things so that I continue, can continue to do these things. So I can continue to write books. So I can continue to come on a live stream and talk about these things. So I can continue to do mentorship. So I can continue to do these things. There is nothing wrong with wanting to have an exchange in the place in which we enjoy and where our gifts lie. There's zero wrong with that. Zero. We need to let go of, you know, th that's the primary piece. Like if we could get let go of that, like you're free. You are free. You, you are free. And then you set others free, like through you showing up that way. And we don't need to justify things in this talk in this exchange is not a justification of my pricing structure or of no it's not at all it's an invitation to you to look at where do you assign value where is there the exchange where is there scarcity still lurking and where can you transmute it transmuting scarcity is one of the most powerful things that you can do where can you transmute scarcity to understanding abundance and understanding um, expansion as your natural state I'm going to say what I said before is that scarcity creates stagnation. Stagnation creates energetic black holes, spiritual and energetic black holes. Energetic black holes, spiritual or energy, right, can be cultivated and can be used for not nice things. A person sitting and judging another person creates stagnation, okay? And that's different than discernment. When you allow yourself to sit in stagnation, when you allow yourself to not do a thing that feels correct to you because of scarcity and it's going to create stagnation in your life, period. When you don't do a thing that you want to do, that you know is correct, that honors the sanctity of life, that is vibrationally true for you, and your mind tells you reasons why you cannot do it, 
That's scarcity, guaranteed. Boom, done, promise, it is. Because tell me, why aren't you doing it? No, because, no, there's no no because. My life looks like a crazy person because like if something feels correct, I move and I do that. Does it mean that it's easy? No. Do I think I'm nuts most of the time? Yes. Does it involve having incredible, incredible human beings that support me beyond, 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 beyond? Yes, absolutely. These things are possible. If something feels vibrationally true for you and it's for you, move towards it. The stop, we need to stop allowing there to be a continued creation of, of, of scarcity and stagnation. It doesn't have to be that way. So that's where I will leave you. It doesn't have to be that way. How can you allow scarcity to be transmuted? How can you say yes to the things that are important to you? Where can you allow yourself to be a conduit even more greatly? Where can you like solidify and allow for your flow and your, you know, increase that tensile strength of allowing exchange in your life? Where can you increase exchange in your life? And remember, there's never too much gratitude. There's never too much love. There's never too much joy. There's never too much expansion. There isn't. Yes, so money does have a huge impact on our daily lives and it is certainly important to look at how we feel and where do we need to reframe it. That's as far as I can see. But yeah, it is. It is in looking at like what's real and what isn't. And like when we look at our bank accounts, right? When we look inside our wallets, when we look at our things that we have to exchange with and, and all of that, the commitments that we made, like what is a way to shift how we feel about this thing, right? There, I think there's some um, data that says like money is one of the number one reasons why men commit suicide actually. And when there's economic downturns and things like that, like you have, like these things happen. And part of it is the way in which we engage with the fact that money is a non-renewable resource, but it's a renewable resource. And understanding that the state of our lives, the physical realities that we're experiencing can change at any given moment. And also not putting the meaning. So um, not having something, requiring assistance, requiring help, uh, having to literally ask for something. Um, we put an, a meaning to it that that's wrong or negative. It's negative to connect. It's negative to ask for help. It's ne And it isn't. And so then we like create all this stagnation around um, wanting our reality to be different. And again, like I said, I get it. I really understand it. Um, but it's where can I loosen my purse strings? Where can I loosen my grip onto dictating what is a correct exchange and what isn't? Moving when something's correct for me, moving forward into it, right? So that's what I have. I love you so much. What a beautiful conversation. Thank you for being here with me. I love you so very, very, very much. Conduit is still available available conduit is a one-to-one -one offer um that part's not a mystery anymore it is a one-to-one -one experience it is the most affordable one-to-one -one experience 
even at its full price, which will be $1,500. $1,500. It'll be $1,555. Right now, it's $888 through the next, I don't know, maybe two or three days. Conduit will change your life. It's about you being able to be a conduit for the experiences. All the things we talked about, like widening your ability to experience even more. There's payment plans available. What is abundance? What is wealth? Yeah. Yep. I love you so very much. Expand. How can you tune into expansion as your natural state even more? Thank you for listening to the Seeds of Expansion podcast. Take a moment to record any thoughts, musings, and new ideas in your Seeds of Expansion journal. Free download available via the show notes. If you enjoyed our time together today, please subscribe and share. It's through listeners like you that we are able to share the messages of growth and expansion and what it is to be human at this time in a continual state of expansion. Join us next week as we journey further.